Welcome to the In Plain Language Podcast. My name is Kelsey, and I'm the founder of Multi the Blue Tiger Bilingual Children's Books, found in homes and classrooms around the world. I'm truly so excited that you're here. You want your child's speech and language skills to thrive, which is exactly what this podcast will help make happen. Every other week, we'll be bringing you direct, tangible advice and tips about speech and language from top experts around the world. These are the language tools that will make an incredible difference in your child's life. Be sure to pick up your copy of Multi the Blue Tiger, available in English and Spanish and English and French on Amazon today to help your child learn new language skills and embrace their unique voice. We also have exciting news to share with you, Multi friends. On February 4th, we'll be launching Multi's new digital language learning audiobooks which will continue Malti's adventures and use engaging storytelling, repetition, and interactive prompts to teach kids new Spanish words along the way. No subscription needed. Sign up for our newsletter at MaltiTheBlueTiger.com now to get an exclusive discount on launch day. If you're a parent who's raising a bilingual or multilingual child, or simply just considering it, you've probably heard of something called the Opportunity Window. It sounds positive on the surface, but it can cause a lot of anxiety if you're concerned that you've missed it in terms of teaching your child another language. Essentially, the opportunity window refers to that critical period during the first few years of a child's life when it's said to be easiest for kids to adapt to a second language. For instance, a child may be able to better identify the separate sounds of different languages as a toddler than they are later on in life. Frances Evans, the creator of the blog Discovering the World Through My Son's Eyes, had heard about this concept, and she says she was worried that she had missed the chance to raise a child who was truly bilingual and could speak both English and Spanish fluently. Of course, you always read about, you know, the opportunity window to teach your child the second languages from birth, to speak to them in the second language, and I was really afraid. I was afraid, and I was worried, and I was concerned that I had missed that opportunity window. At this point, Evan's son was four years old. Still very young, of course. But he hadn't been exposed to Spanish regularly since birth. It was actually a routine visit to the pediatrician that made Evans realize now was the time to start. I'm married. My husband is monolingual. He doesn't speak Spanish. I'm the only one who speaks Spanish, and when he was born, of course, it was easier to go with the community language, talk to him in English, you know, and because my husband doesn't understand Spanish, but his pediatrician knew that I was bilingual. So I remember one year I took him for his well care checkup, and the pediatrician says, well, I bet he's bilingual by now, and I think that was like really a slap in the face. I'm like, oh. Other than knowing the numbers of uh, and the colors from Dora, <laughs> the explorer, he didn't know any Spanish at all. And he was four years old. That's when I decided to go ahead and teach him Spanish. So Evan started researching the topic of raising a bilingual child voraciously. Then she started translating everything she said from English to Spanish. Of course, I started reading. I started reading and researching and how I could approach this. And one of the books that I read, um, there's different methods, you know, to raise a bilingual child, the OPOL, One Parent, One Language. 
And then there's also like the want for specific situations, you know. So after doing a lot of reading and research, I started very slowly, a very gentle but firm approach on teaching him Spanish. So we would do it at bedtime and bath time. Of course, he's at a daycare where they speak English, daddy speaks English, everyone. So I started literally translating everything I said to him. So we will go take a sh um, bath. I said, vamos a darnos un baño. We're going to go take a bath and look at the rubber duckies. Mira los patitos de hule. So everything, it was a lot of work. I'm telling you, <laughs> a lot of work in the beginning because he would look at me like so strange. Like, why are you speaking to me this way? But I kept it, kept at it. It's translating everything I said in English, in English to Spanish. And we did it at bedtime when he, when he was having fun. So it wasn't really forced upon him, you know. And then at bedtime, we would snuggle. I would read whatever bedtime story in English. Then I would say it in Spanish. So it was a very, I'm not going to say it was um, difficult, but it was, you know, I guess it's more on your end as a parent. How much do you really want this? I really, really, really wanted it. And that's how I started with him um, after, of course, reading and researching. And eventually he started responding to me in Spanish too. Like, you know, um, I would say, buenas noches, good night. He would say, buenas noches, mama. He would pick up words here and there. He was just four. He was in preschool as well. So whatever they taught him at school, I would try to come back home and do it in Spanish. Now Evan's son is a tween and is fully bilingual. Kids and even adults can of course become fluent at any age. So if your child is older, don't feel like you've missed the chance to help them learn another language because you haven't. Cindy Medina is a high school Spanish teacher based in Texas and a number of her students who learn Spanish at an older age have been successful. I, I've had several students who get to a pretty advanced fluency to pass off as a native speaker, probably not, unless they've already like been exposed to it outside of school, like a, as a heritage language learner. But I have some students who, and it's funny because these students also know another language like other than English. So this is actually their third language they're picking up and they are able to converse pretty fluently. I believe it truly is easier for children to learn it from from birth but I don't think it's impossible to pick it up later in life um I've met a lot of individuals who have learned second or third languages in like as adults and so um maybe it get, becomes more difficult as you get older but your your brain is still able to acquire m multiple languages it's true that unless your child has been exposed to the second language since birth, they may not pass as a native speaker. Even Evans noted that her son has a little bit of an accent when he speaks Spanish and that she thinks it's the cutest thing. There's of course nothing wrong with having an accent. And in fact, Medina says she makes it a point not to overcorrect them with her own students. To me, an accent isn't a huge problem. It just shows me that they know how to speak two languages and that's amazing. I, I think about it the same way in like when we speak English, um, I tell my students, you're not perfect when you speak English, you make mistakes in English. Sometimes you say words wrong in English. Like I know I've made mistakes in English, but the more I'm exposed to that word, I'm less likely to make the mistake again the second time. 
I mean, there's a lot of research that, you know, makes me kind of cons- like not want to correct a student or my children because I'm just happy they're trying, you know, um, but just rephrasing it myself and print and saying it right. But I wouldn't, I don't know, like just, I feel, I truly feel that the more they hear and listen to the language, eventually they'll also start producing it that way. If you're teaching your child a new language later on, there's a number of things you can do to make it easier and more enjoyable for them. For instance, Evan says one thing that helped her a lot was finding other children who spoke Spanish and setting up playdates for her son with them. It's hard, at least for where, where I live at, because the majority is just English speaking. There aren't many Latinos around here, but I, I did manage to find, because this is a lot of little work, you know, I managed to meet, there's this Mexican restaurant that my husband and I go to often. And I remember seeing this lady who works there. She was pregnant at the time. Of course, I already had my one-year-old. She was pregnant at the time, and we, we befriended her. You know, we said, hello, you know, how are you speaking in Spanish? Eventually, throughout the years, um, when her child was born, she had a second child as well. I offered, you know, to have them come over to my house. This was, he was much older now. There was, he was, what, five, and they were three and four years old. It's just finding other children who speak Spanish. So, I did little Spanish play groups. It was a very small group, though. It was like four kids, including my child. But having him see other children speak Spanish was really fun, you know, because it wasn't just mom or mama talking to him in Spanish. So it was his other little friends. So they would talk in Spanish, playing, you know, it was like a mix between English and Spanish, but most of the time it was Spanish. So I guess finding a play group or some that they're interested in, that they can speak, the, of course, the, the minority language. Once her son started school, her strategy was to repeat the lessons he was learning in English in Spanish. What I did was whatever he came home from school, you know, that they taught him, I would try to do in Spanish. I said, oh, let's see what they taught you at school today. And we would look at his notebooks. I said, oh, mira, and I would say it in Spanish. And he would just repeat it after me. So most, I try to keep a parallel, you know, um, system while he was in preschool because it's all English and changing it into Spanish when I was home. And of course, you know, and I'll be honest, that wasn't every single day because I'm a full-time working mama. Um, of course, there's home and there's so many other things going on. But as much as I could, I did try, you know, to do everything in Spanish, whatever was taught in school in English. And for even older kids, Medina says she incorporates real-world materials, like pop songs with plenty of repetition, or books designed for older readers who are just beginning to learn the language. I really like to use music in the classroom and with my own with my own children, um, because music is usually very repetitive, at least pop music is. Um, and so it has some very high-frequency structures that get stuck in the kids' heads and then they're listening to them over and over and over again and it just becomes part of their own language. Um, but the song I would choose for my for a five-year-old would be very different for a 15-year-old. Reading is a great um, way to just start looking at the language. Um, and something that 
if a, like if a, if a child already knows the first language, they'll be able to use that first language, those skills in the second language. Um, especially with Spanish, there are a lot of cognates, words that sound the same in English and Spanish and just pronounced a little differently. Um, and so we can just open their eyes first with the words on paper before we expect them to be able to produce them. Um, but like with my five-year-old, I would choose a children's book like yours. I'm interested in it. <laughs> um, but with my high schoolers, um, I've been recently acquiring a lot of what are called comprehensible input novels. So they are novels written for beginning learners, but beginning like adolescent learners. And so because a 15-year-old might not want to read a five-year-old's baby book. And, and so they're like full of drama and things that interest a, an, an older learner, but still with a basic language. Regardless of their age, if you're starting to teach your child another language now, Evan says her best advice is to start slowly and focus on the fun. When I first started talking to my son in Spanish, she would look at me like, Mom, what are you saying? And I would start laughing. I said, no, this is this. You know, if not, at least not start with speaking to them in Spanish, but start introducing them to Spanish via children's show in Spanish, music, children's music in Spanish, play games in Spanish very slowly. Don't just drop it on them because they will resist and it's something new, something different. And, and children thrive on consistency, on a structure. And if you just out of the blue start doing stuff in Spanish, they will resist. So just start very slowly. I will I was saying Spanish books, children's book, Spanish children's book, um, TV shows, movies, the movies you can um, um, dub them in Spanish as well, listen to them in Spanish. They sound funny because they're accustomed to listening to them in English, but eventually they'll pick it up. You know, it's just getting them used to it, you know, and then slowly building it up. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of In Plain Language. If you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is light to everyone who works so hard to produce and contribute to each and every episode. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at multithebluetiger.com to get an exclusive discount when our new digital language learning audiobooks launch on February 4th. For more language inspiration and tips, follow Multi the Blue Tiger on social media and be sure to pick up your copies of the book, available in English and Spanish or English and French, on Amazon today to give the kids in your life the incredible gift of language and confidence in their unique voices.